0: The Braves Radio Network channel on the Podcast Park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank.
1: Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Hello, Sid Bream.
0: There are Braves heroes
2: and legends, and then there's Sid Bream. Most Braves fans know exactly where they were when Sid slid. He was a big part of the worst of first 91 Braves and led Atlanta back to the World Series in 92 with the slide, and again in 93 even. Although he only spent three years in Atlanta, he will always be known as an Atlanta Bray because of the leadership he brought to the team. And Bream is sliding into Marietta on Friday, May 19th to kick off a full weekend of big league autograph guests at Marietta, Georgia's sports collectible and autograph show at the Union Hall Event Center. So we thought it was the perfect time to call him up and say, Sid Bream, welcome to Bray's country.
3: That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs
0: on the Georgia coast. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win.
1: Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Uh,
4: can I say to both of you guys, thank you so much for your service to our country, and uh, it really means a lot to me.
1: Oh man,
3: it was my honor. Sir, it was uh, one of those things that I look back, it was the greatest decision I ever made in my whole life. I, I was uh, a, a college student who was there because my parents took out a credit card to pay for it, and I knew that they couldn't afford it. I just wasn't ready to be there and, um, and went in the Navy, and it was the greatest decision I ever made in my whole life. I saw the world. I met my wife.
4: God is good. Very nice. Glad to hear that, partner. And and I guess for you, Scott, you are an Army brat.
2: That's right. I, 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 My family served alongside my father for 20 years, so we, uh, it's really amazing how the veterans also celebrate the families and we get our own little title, Army brat or uh, military brat. Yeah. Raised, you know, moving every couple of years, but uh, we knew what the mission was and we fully supported it. So we were... Uh we're all proud of my father's uh, time in the in the in the U.S. Army. He was a, a provost marshal with the with the military police, actually.
4: Well tell him <laughs> next time you talk to him, tell him how thankful I am for him, okay?
2: I sure will. Thank you so much, Sid.
0: A double, an air, and a walk, and the bases are full of brave. Bream carries the winning run. Two balls, one strike. What tension. The runners lead a lot of room in right center if he hits one there we can dance in the streets the 2-1 swung line drive left field one run is in here comes bream here's the throw to the plate he is safe braves win braves win braves win braves win braves win they may have to hospitalize sid bream he's down at the bottom of a huge pile at the plate they help him to his feet Frank Cabrera got the game winner
3: Let's go back and talk about the slide. Does this ever get old talking about it? Because I know people want to talk to you about it every time they speak to you, no matter if it's one person in the autograph line, two people on the Braves Country podcast, or everybody that runs into you. That's the first thing they want to say because it was such a legendary, iconic moment in sports history and specifically Atlanta sports history.
4: Doug, I mean, I'm still at this point in time, thirty, a little over 30 years later, I'm, I'm because of that play, uh, I still have opportunities to go out and speak and, sh- and share. And, and uh, it's amazing that after all this time, it's still uh, in people's minds. I mean, obviously... Individuals that are 30 years or younger, uh, you know, it's it's kind of wearing off. But, I mean, thankfully, a lot of the, the older folks, I mean, individuals like yourselves have, have, have kept the tradition alive and, and uh, trying to tell the young kids what, what really was the most exciting play in Major League Baseball history uh, back then on October 14th of 92.
2: Absolutely. And, and what was it like to have that place celebrated by the greatest bobblehead ever when the Braves put that, bo- that slide bobblehead out?
4: I'm just thankful. that I mean, it has been around so long. That bobblehead, it's the worst thing in the world to sign. I mean, it's, it's very, very difficult to sign. But at the same time, I mean, it's, it's something to uh, to be uh, put on a bobblehead and, and put for the whole world to see. You know,
3: it could have gone a couple different ways, and the good Lord chose the, the path that you're able to go instead of one like maybe a Bill Buckner, you know, a guy Absolutely. that was an all-star, a guy that was a great baseball player, and, and I obviously never met the man, but that is said to be one, you know, had to have been one of the greatest guys in all the game, and yet one play defined his career, but it went the other way.
4: Absolutely. I mean there's there's no doubt about it. And I and Tug and, and Scott to this day, I mean I I mean I shouldn't have been out there. Uh there's no way Bobby Cox told told me early on he had nobody to put at first base during that time frame, but that's that's not true because Brian Hunter who pinched hit in that inning and also Francisco Cabrera could have played first base. You know, the problem we would have had, I mean, if we would have tied the game, who was going to play second base because Mark Klemke was hit four in the seventh inning and, and Raphael Belliard was pinched hit four in the, in the ninth inning there. And we we had no second baseman. We could, we had plenty of first basemen, but no second basemen. And so he could have easily put a pitcher out there to uh, run the bases that probably would have been in the dugout by the time that I got to home plate. <laughs> I personally... And with my faith, I believe that God had that appointed for me. So to be able to do what I've been able to do all these years. Uh, going around and sharing my
2: faith. Absolutely. That's a beautiful thing, and it really was uh, predetermined, and uh, we're glad you said that, because we really believe in that, too. And, yeah, man,
3: uh, we're not afraid to share our faith on this show, and, and we talk about it a lot, and it's uh, it's so encouraging to know that there's guys like you out there that have been so successful and continue to uh, maintain that faith and, and share it like you do, because I know you're a very, very faithful man and, and are are uh, willing to, uh, to share it. And these days, That's becoming less common, you know, where we are in the world these days. It's almost like a um, it's almost something that doesn't happen as much, which is sad.
4: Well, I I do believe that, you know, obviously there is a today we have we have darkness and we have light. I mean, and it's getting more and more. There's no gray areas anymore. You're either it's either the dark side or the light side. And for those that, uh, you know, if, if you were over in a China or if you were over in an Iran, Iraq, uh, you know, those individuals understand what it means to live out their faith because, I mean, they know that they could be put in prison, be killed for their faith. We in America, we haven't understood that even though there's more and more persecution that's starting to take place. Uh, you know, we don't really count the cost of our faith. And I think that if we counted the cost, our life would be more of a light uh, and we would be w- more willing to talk about it. I mean, Paul said well, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, and none of us that have Christ in our hearts should be should be ashamed to speak about the goodness and the great gift that He's given us through Jesus Christ.
3: There ain't no question about it. Talking to Sid Bream, and I noticed, and Scott actually pointed it out to me that uh, you add a couple different uh, Bible verses when you do mm-hmm. autographs. Romans 10:13 and John 3:16 are those the two main ones you use, or do you use others, and and why do you use those?
4: No, I mean, I, I actually will have anywhere from 25 to 30. If if I have somebody that wants 25 items signed, I will try to put a different verse on each one of them nice. because I want them to, you know, maybe a curiosity that they'll start going and, and read every one of those uh, Bible verses and God might use that in order to to uh, bring them to Christ and... and uh so, yeah, there's there's many different verses. I mean, I use Galatians 5, one, Joshua 1.8 and 9, Matthew 6.33, Mark 8.36. I mean, I could go on and on with the, the Bible verses that I put down just just for curiosity's sake that somebody might have that desire to go in and see what they mean. Man, I love that.
2: Man, you really bring a calming feeling when you talk about all that. And, and I want to go back to when you first came to Atlanta. As a Braves fan you really created the feeling uh, that the Braves were going to really go for it, that we knew when you came in and when Terry Pendleton showed up that there was something special going on, something was brewing. Did you have that same feeling when you came to Atlanta?
4: Well, let, let me just share this. I mean, I, I would think that there were probably skeptics that were sitting there saying about myself, why in the world are you bringing a Sid Bream in? I mean, he's he just came off of knee surgery. He... Uh, uh, you know, he's not a 30-home-run guy. He's not a, he's, you know, he's not a 300-hitter. Uh, yes, he plays a great first base, but at the same time, I would think that there were a lot of people that were probably questioning John Sherholtz's uh, decision to bring me in. But, um, you know, I believe that that's one of the great attributes of what John Sher- Sherholtz was all about. He understood the key positions and what needed to take place. You could have brought in a guy that had 30 home runs, 40 home runs in a season, but he could have been a negative in the clubhouse. He might not have desired to, to teach the young ballplayers how to learn to become winners and so on and so forth. And and that's what I think he did with bringing in individuals like Terry Pendleton, Charlie Liebrandt, Raphael Belliard, myself. I mean, he brought in winners. He brought in individuals that understood winning, but also were a calming person. Uh, a calming uh, area in the in the clubhouse to uh, bring the team together, and and so that's I really truly give John Sherholtz a tremendous amount of credit for uh, the decision that he made that year.
2: Absolutely, and uh, you really did provide that veteran leadership for three years. I mean, taking us to those series for three straight years was just uh, phenomenal. And even though you played with many other organizations, I feel like you'll always be and atlanta brave and 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 it's great that you're coming back to see us all the time i know you were here for uh, an alumni signing the other day at the stadium and now you're coming for this special event coming up may nineteenth uh... marietta georgia sports collectible and autograph show presented by bp sports and man cave Memor- memorabilia it's at the union hall event center which is at ten thirty two south marietta parkway uh... in marietta georgia and it's just ten dollars and free for kids under twelve which i think is great um, you know, they're going to have photo ops from a pro photographer, and uh, they can give you a same-day photo, and uh, and then also you can get things signed, bring your baseball or your your photo or your baseball card. You'll be there on Friday, May 19th, and then you got everybody coming in on Saturday and Sunday. So is that an unusual situation for you, batting leadoff and doing a, a card show like this? Or do you uh, – this, this fellow, Bob Presley, who runs this thing, he's kind of the Alex Cooley of baseball card shows. I mean, just a great promoter and a legendary guy. I imagine that might be one of the reasons you're doing it, because you're working with Bob Presley. Is that right?
4: Bob, Bob has been a great friend over the years, for sure. There's no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed my conversations with him. I mean, he's always uh, run a first-class show. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of individuals that kind of get embittered with, uh, you know, signings. But, you know, with Bob, I mean, Bob is really taking care of the people. Uh, that he's brought in but at the same time he's also taking care of the people that have come to sign too he understands that relationship is there so you know that's the reason that i i am doing doing this show with bob i mean uh i don't do a whole lot of these but uh like i said i've had a good friendship with bob over the years and and i'm looking forward to being there
3: yes sir and if you would like more information about sid bream michael harris desmond ritter andrew jones or Matt Olson, who will be a part of this big autograph show, you can visit bpsports.com. That is bpsports.com. So uh, talking to Sid Bream here on the Braves Country Podcast on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network, Tug and Scott. Um, you still live in Pennsylvania. Uh, I know uh, it, it's a near and dear place as uh, living uh, north of Pittsburgh. I was uh, stationed with a fellow in the Navy. His name was uh, Dave Hill. Still his name still is Dave Hill. We keep in touch on <laughs> social media. He lives in East Liverpool, Ohio. So we would we would come through Pittsburgh, and he had. I mean, he was such a Pirates fan, such a uh, Steelers fan, Penguins fan. If it was Pittsburgh sports, he loved. Loved, to love those teams and still does and uh we we give each other a hard time if the braves are playing the pirates he'll shoot me a note and be like hey 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 you know we're gonna get y'all today and and you know we'll go back and forth a little bit just one of the greatest guys ever but uh what keeps you there in pennsylvania
4: well i i think i think doug what what has kept us here all these years is number one i'm a pennsylvania native uh, I lived, I grew up in a little town called Mount Holly Springs, Pennsylvania, in the South central part of Pennsylvania that, uh, close to Carlisle, Pennsylvania or Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And, and uh, when I got traded over to the Pittsburgh Pirates from the Los Angeles Dodgers, it was one of those situations where I was close enough to my family that they could be there every so often, but far enough away, they couldn't be there all the time. And, and, uh, <laughs> But then we, we uh, raised our family there. And, um, and so over the years, I mean, that's where we raised our families. We've called it home. And, um, you know, we were not too long ago thinking about doing some moving to get closer to some of our children. But then our my one son brought and his wife brought uh, our grandchildren back within 10 minutes of us. So uh, we're still here. We're still here don't know if we'll be here or the rest of our lives but uh, at this point in time we're still here and, and uh enjoy the area. Yes we, sir.
2: You're always welcome down here in Atlanta if you buddy, feel like moving always.
4: south. <laughs> well, I, and, <laughs> and open let arms. Me just tell you I mean my you know initially my wife wanted to live down there but uh uh you know after we get done playing the game but I it was too big for me. I mean it's just too big for me. I understand. I'm, I lo- I love my elbow space and where we grew up I was up in Alpharetta when we lived there, and we were in a little subdivision, 16 homes, and we come out of the 16 homes, and it was a two-lane road. Uh, you go down a quarter of a mile, and there was a four-lane stop sign, and and today, I mean, there's houses all over the place. It's a four-lane highway in front of that little subdivision, and you can't get anywhere quick down there anymore. Nope. I mean, even on a Saturday or a Sunday, I mean, it is just – six lanes of traffic and i mean and it's i don't know how y'all do it i really don't i mean you become insane you know driving through all that traffic <laughs> it's, it's a struggle and the struggle
3: is real it's funny you bring up pennsylvania though because uh, another guy i was in the navy with was from uh, lancaster pennsylvania and we used to go yep. there a lot when uh when we were on leave you know take a weekend go up there some of the nicest folks and then my grandmother Though she moved to Georgia when she was 16, um, she was from Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, there okay. near Harrisburg as yep. well. So I got a little bit of a connection to Pennsylvania. Uh, and then, um, you know, so so some good folks up there, too. Man, that's the, the thing that, um, you know, people think about Philadelphia, and it's a big old city, kind of like Atlanta. But when you get out of there, you get down to the to the real deal. When you're around real folks in Pennsylvania, you see how yeah. small of an area it feels because of the people and the way they make you feel when you're there.
4: Absolutely. I mean, there, there are some great people here. I mean, just like there's great people in Atlanta. Oh, sure. I think, I think we get so, you know, a lot of people get so busy with their lifestyles. I mean, that uh, they fail to realize how important it is just to be able to smile and, and say hi. I mean, they get so busy in their whatever they're doing. I mean, we need to stop and just be able to, hey, how, how's your day? How's everything going? Give a big smile to somebody and help somebody out if we help somebody out, who knows how our world could be a little bit better off. That's right.
2: Now, I read online that you're uh, kind of a Pirates and a Braves fan, that you've, uh, you know, you support your local team, but you still keep up with the Braves uh, a little bit, right? You still follow what's absolutely, going on in Atlanta?
4: Absolutely. I mean, I I check out, you know, again, living here. I mean, I've been uh, living in Pennsylvania. I mean, I obviously I I would love the Pirates to uh, to have a great season, and you know, things have started off pretty good for them yeah, this year, are. but I think, you know, when you only had two seasons in the last 30 years since 92, that uh, you have been over 500. I mean, everybody's kind of waiting for the shooter to drop, but we're hoping and praying that they have a good year. But at the same time, I continue to, I'll continue to watch the box scores and see how the Braves are doing and enjoy every opportunity that I get to come down there to – to uh, watch the games, to, uh, you know, get around the fans and and just enjoy my time with them.
2: Now, we've got a new catcher here named Sean Murphy, and it's cool to to see the name Murphy on the back of a jersey, but it's also (laughs) kind of – I bet you – I wonder if you're proud to see a guy like Sean Murphy wearing your number 12. Does that make you happy when you see that?
4: Well, you know, before that, it was Eddie Perez. I mean, Eddie Perez, I mean, and I looked down into the dugout Uh, you know, Eddie is now a coach, but he used to wear 12, but he had to forfeit his number for for Murphy Mm -hmm. Murphy, uh, in order, and now he's wearing 95, but uh, obviously, you know, I I don't take a whole lot of stock in, in numbers. I mean, when I played for the Pirates, I was number five. When I was with the Dodgers, I was 32 or 33. When I was with the Astros, I was either 32 or 33, and with the uh, Braves, I was 12, and uh, you know, it, it's that wasn't something that I I was going to uh, you know beat somebody to death to get my number. Right. Um, you know, Ronnie Gantt had my number when I came down to to Atlanta of number five, and and I, I gladly just said, even though I had seniority over, I could have probably said something, but. That doesn't bother me. I mean, uh, but you know, I'm just thankful that Murph is having a great year. I mean, I know Chase. I mean, Chase Darno's uh, brother, Travis. Uh, Travis. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually coached Chase's brother. and he used to be in the Braves organization just for a little bit, but I I uh, I know Travis from playing against him. And great ball player. And but Murph is having a good year too. So it's a great great thing for Snit to uh, have two great people you know playing on your team
3: yeah no doubt about it and and chase is such an awesome guy and i know he's left the big leagues too now and and is raising a family out in california but that is that is such a wonderful and talented family the darno family they are just the sweetest (laughs) folks you'll ever meet in your whole life
4: no doubt about it i mean chase i love my time of coaching him and and like i said travis i got tired of him hitting doubles and home runs against us when we played against him but just a (laughs) certainly a, a quality individual
3: where, where did you coach Chase? I don't think I realized that that had even happened.
4: I, I went in with the Pirates back, you know, when the, the last regime came in back 13, 14 years ago. I coached for one season, and Chase was uh, drafted that year, and I, I played with him in the rookie ball or the uh, summer it. league. And, uh, you know, just a, an outstanding young man. And and my son and him really had a, a good relationship, and so uh, – you know, like I said, that's where it all started.
2: And speaking of coaching, uh, you played for a lot of great managers, but two that I wanted to ask you about, of course, are Bobby Cox and Jim Leland. I wondered if you would uh, share any life lessons or baseball lessons that those two gentlemen, uh, you know, taught you, or, and maybe con- compare and contrast the two, Bobby Cox and Jim Leland.
4: Well, I would, I would. They're two, two totally different individuals, in my opinion. I mean, Bob, Bobby. Bobby was one of those that would support you, and, and Jim Leland did the same thing. But Bobby, Bobby supported you no matter if you were wrong or not. He was going to go out and take care of you, make sure that he knew you knew that he was behind you. Uh, you know, his his big thing was, you know, come looking like a ball player, make sure that you hustle every time and do what you're supposed to be doing out there, and and that's all you could do. I mean, Jim Leland, you know. Uh, when I play here with the Pittsburgh Pirates, the one thing that I I just relish about Jim Leland. I mean and, and the thing that I would share with you know that your your listeners is the fact that tell the truth. I mean Jim Leland, even if it even if it wasn't what you wanted to hear, tell your people the truth. don't don't throw stuff up their their their, their skirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they ask you a question, tell them the truth. I mean, don't uh, blow wind up their sails and Jim Leland was great at that. He was also a great psychiatrist as well. I mean, I, I think managers today need to be psychiatrists. They need to know, does a guy need a kick in the butt or does he need a joke told to him just to get him to relax? And Jim Leland did a great job with that, but he was also generally two and three steps ahead of every manager that I, he ever coached against. And, and, Uh, You know, I love both of them. Uh, I love the opportunity to play with both of them. But, uh, you know, I I actually, my third son, his middle name is Austin Leland uh, after Austin or Jim Leland. So, uh, that's how much Jim Leland meant to me, as far as a coach is concerned. Gosh!
3: Wow! What a uh, what a compliment, though that that is something when you when you name your kid after somebody that is a uh, that's yeah. quite the compliment. I mean that's that's almost family like because that's what that's what people do in their family. So that's a pretty impressive thing to say and do about a legendary coach that meant so much to you. Do you have any relationship with Brian Snitker because he's another guy that is a plus. There's just nobody better than Coach Snit.
4: No, I I I, re- I mean I, I know Brian. I mean I you know I know that he's a quality individual, but he was in the minor leagues. I mean, I came over. I didn't really get a chance to Okay. uh, you know, build a relationship with him when I whenever I was there, but so thankful that the Braves gave him that opportunity and obviously yes, he is taking advantage of it.
2: Yes sir, fully, no doubt about it. Let's talk about music. Uh, we're big music fans. Tug and I love all music, really, but uh, especially southern music. We get way into southern rock, country, gospel. <laughs> and I uh, wondered, uh, what kind of music do you listen to when you're in the car or, or just sitting around at, at the house if you ever get a break and, and, you, and you put on a record?
4: I will occasion occasionally listen to country. I mean, I, I love country, but at the same time, you know if you listen to the the bad country i mean you know you, you know the old story if you play a country song backwards what do you get your <laughs> wife your house and your dog back that's right, uh, that's right. You, you know but i am i i constantly listen to christian contemporary music nice. for the most part and i'm a big ryan stevenson fan uh ryan stevenson i mean been to a couple of his concerts and just a just an incredible performance uh godly man uh i like a lot of them i mean i i I listen to uh you know like i said mostly all christian contemporary casting crowns i mean mercy me uh um, you know good grief i mean there's there's just a host of them out there that uh i i love to listen to but to me a lot of that is guys and i'm not trying to be more you know religious you know some kind of religious nut but to me, I mean, what you put into your system is what's going to come That's out. exactly right.
3: No, I think, I think it's that way, I mean, throughout your life. I mean, if you put good food in, you'll be healthy. If you don't, you won't. You put good things yeah. in your head, you, you'll be healthy. And if you don't, you won't. I think it's – that, that doesn't sound like religious nut to me. That sounds like very logical common sense, which is uncommon these days. So uh, I, yeah. I applaud you for saying it. I want to go back to Contemporary Christian real quick. A friend of mine is Mac Powell and he was yeah. the singer for third day for a long time and now is uh you know is on, on his own and i know mac is a huge braise fan and a huge sid bream fan so though you may like his music he certainly is a uh, a big fan of yours
4: you no know, i i know mac i mean have have a good friendship with him have have him have his number on my phone and and we uh converse every so often and, and ryan stevenson just to let you know is a A huge Braves fan as well. Um, You know, I've I've been texting back and forth with him, but, uh, uh, you know, he is a tremendous Braves fan as well. And so uh, one of these days I hope to be able to be down there and invite him when he's not so busy to, come and enjoy a game with me while i'm in atlanta
2: before we wrap up uh you know you mentioned that you get out and you speak uh, a lot or that you have a lot of uh speaking engagements you want to tell us a little bit about that and then how folks can get a hold of you if they want to have you come speak to their organization
4: well so i don't forget it they can go to sidgreen.com and uh you know i have a web page there that my brother set up for me i don't I'm, I'm computer illiterate other than turning it on and typing some things out but uh yeah uh, you can go to SidBream.com and, and, uh, you know, look at my webpage. And if you desire for me to come and speak, I mean, I've done, I, I I do all kinds of speaking. I do corporate events. I mean, I've done, uh, church events. I do men's events. I mean, I do wild game dinners uh, because I love the outdoors and I love speaking about, uh, you know, God's great outdoors and so on and so forth. But, uh, that's that's a place that they can go to if they uh, have any interest in having me come and speak
3: heck yeah man i can't imagine that they wouldn't just a uh, a good inspirational uh guy that's seen success but kept his feet on the ground and uh and and his you know his head in the right place so it's always good to be able to have somebody like you talking to uh you know whether it's the office or you know a group of kids like fca or something like that which is fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, Sid Bream, as we wrap up, want to let you know that he's going to be out uh, at a big special event, Marietta, and the Georgia Sports Collection and Autograph Show presented by BP Sports and Man Cave Memorabilia Union Hall Event Center, South Marietta Parkway. Um, it goes from May 19th through the 21st. Sid will be leading off... On the nineteenth, from five until seven, then Michael Harris, the uh, center fielder for the Atlanta Braves, on Saturday the twentieth, followed then by the quarterback for the Falcons, Desmond Ritter, and then the next day, the last day of the show, is Andrew Jones, the great, incredible guy that belongs in the stinking Hall of Fame. Somebody at Cooperstown, <laughs> please wake up <laughs> and, just, and and rattle the uh, the dust out of your head and get that right. And then uh, the Braves first baseman Matt Olson. We'll be at 5.30 on the 21st, but uh, Sid Bream will be there Friday the 19th, 5 until 7. Make sure you get all the information and details and don't miss it at
2: bpsports.com.
4: And, uh, come out and see me, guys. Come out and see me. I'd love to be able to see you.
2: Yeah, we're going to come say hi, Sid. Thank you so much for all you've done. And uh, you're a great Atlanta Brave and a great baseball player, but just a great human being, man. And we really appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time well, to talk it's to it's
4: us. it's nothing that I've done. It's only because of what Christ has done to me, my friend. So, But Scott and Tug, I mean, it's great talking to you. Uh, I look forward to that time of being able to see you that that day, okay? Yes, sir.
3: Well, thank you so much for taking the time, and I hope you'll come back and uh, talk to us again real soon on the Braves Country Podcast.
4: Anytime you need
3: me, buddy, I'll be there. Yes, sir. God bless you now. Have a great day. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast.
2: Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherds Men, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out the thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's the thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans.